Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudrin and Swags. Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast episode. What episode is this? <laughs> 70, we'll 69. say. 69 in the house with some madman back with FL2 drink minimum. Finally, we thought we would bring in Madman. You've got episode 100 coming up. I've got some stuff I've got to say about Nicholas Chubb, so we want Cleveland in the house. Yeah. And and Baker's on here. We got some all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we get to pick on the Browns. Picking on the Browns. Perfect. But so we're doing a little bit of a late show, like players that haunted us through 2019. I mean, basically we're gonna eat a little crow on the show. Getting to our trades, and of course, some duds versus duds. Or two drink and I are playing, and <laughs> yeah. the madman himself is critiquing. Mm-hmm. Well, you already named the ghost that's haunting me. I'm haunted by the ghost of Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What are you doing with him? Uh, First well, of all, how I, the hell if, are you guys? I, I miss I miss the ass, shit out of you mean. guys. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> miss you too, man. Working hard. Working hard. So. Are, would you buy low on Baker? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably buy low on just about any quarterback. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll they'll come out of this slump, and we can we can beat up the Browns later. But he's um, he's definitely haunted me this season. I I, I have him in too many places. Um, Over invested probably, and as a Browns fan, I think I let that bias slip in a little too much. Um, the height, but it looks so good at the end of last year, dude. Well, Let's... I mean, part of it for me though isn't just you know getting behind any quarterback for any team that seemed like he might be good. It's the the part that that stuck with me is that I'm a Browns fan. You know, my entire life I've been a Browns fan. They've sucked for you know since 1999. They've never you know won anything in my lifetime. They lost championship games. You know, just always kind of um, just leading leading with that and. Finally, you have something to get excited about, to be happy about, and fired up about, and it really looked promising. And it's it's just been a letdown so far this year. And I, I think that kid, if anybody can, will will turn it around. I don't think he's God's gift to quarterbacking, that's for sure. I never did, but you know, I bought into the hype a little bit. And like I said, it's really because I'm a Browns fan more than I I'm a Baker fan because I really never was a Baker Mayfield fan. But it was pretty um, fun, like you said. I mean, you bought into the yeah. hype, and I mean, I remember enjoying it, it. And I'm not even a Cleveland Browns fan and then they add in Odell Beckham Jr. and you think wow now we add this weapon in you had another year with Njoku who we know got injured but and it just hasn't gone as anybody imagined I mean I don't know if you're out there but I mean if anybody was just like oh they're gonna totally shit the bed I mean you weren't in the majority so I mean a lot of us were pretty excited about this for fantasy reasons. Yeah, I'm a realistic person too. I mean, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not thinking, oh, the, it's the Browns. They'll never win. Oh, but we're talking about the Browns. Anything that comes up negative, even, you know, national pundits. Um, it wouldn't well, be it crazy is the Browns. I'm not to start taking on that mindset, though. Well, I'm, I'm just too much of an optimist, I think. You know, after so long, it did look like they turned the corner and were building something. And maybe it's just a setback. I think they have some pieces in place that, that should help them. The offensive line isn't playing well. I mean, there's a lot of excuses to make, and the coach is overmatched. I didn't expect them to be better than 500. I was being realistic. I didn't expect them to be better than like an 8-8 eight and eight team. I hoped they would be. I looked at the schedule even and thought, you know, there's some winnable games here. They could really do something great. But I was like, I would have been happy with 500, 8-8 eight, eight and 8 season. And, and um, you know, it, <laughs> it doesn't look like they're going to get even to 500. So a letdown for me, yeah. Yeah, definitely. To drink, you've got a few on here too, and and like I want to find out like what's the value on Baker Mayfield because what are we doing with him? But so that's such a tough question. I mean, probably holding on to him because you don't want to take a complete and total you know shit the bed loss on it. I wouldn't really be moving him. It's not right the right time for that. I mean, you you just have to hope that there's some resurrection sometime this season and maybe unload him as people become a little more um, on board with him again. How about or, I'm I'm going to offer you. Uh, Haskins oh, no. and Gardner Minshew. Hypothetical. This isn't one of those like we don't. This is not a real situation, but hypothetical. Haskins and Gardner for your Baker. I I probably wouldn't do that. Um, not not at least not at this point. Yeah, but um, 
you know, that's not <laughs> that's not far off. You know, you might do something with Minshew this season that you're not going to do with Baker if he continues to play. So, but yeah, that's how sad things are, man. That you yeah. could maybe consider making a trade like changed that. a lot. Sure. What about like in Debbie Superflex too, or, or even equating to like 2021st, like without knowing landing spot? Do either either one of you want like Tua over Baker right now? Because I'm, I'm going to take Tua. Baker because I know. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Baker there too. And and we kind of feel like Tua maybe maybe it's a little early right now, but it's probably the one on one and Superflex rookie drafts, right? So mm, so it's I at least know. more than the one on one. No, I mean they're talking about Tua like that. I don't want to split hairs about that. He's not sure. my number one. I don't even know. Even if, if you put him at like four or five, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, I mean he could come out of the draft with him. Yeah, any quarterback right now or Baker, you know, coming out of college. Burrows, I don't, you know, I don't care where you put it. I think I'm still taking Baker. What, what's set up there? Yeah. So it's yeah. more. Than yeah, that. I agree with you. I, I wouldn't want to gamble that much. Um, it's possible one of those guys pans out, but you're also talking a couple years down the road too. That where you realize that a year or two out, right? Yeah, Baker might need to chill a little bit. He might be in his head a little bit, is what I'm saying. The mustache just needs to come off. I don't know what he's doing. Just take it off. Start over. You know, he owes Daniel Jones an apology. It's, it's reverse Zeus. Like just, just cut it off. Start over. Yeah, I yeah. Don't. He's too opinionated and talks a lot. But I, I you know, guy like that, you know, you're not going to just one day say, "Hey, you suck." You're not going to be able to do this. He's he's going to keep playing and keep trying, and that's that's a good thing about him. The competitiveness and. I mean, he can still throw the football. That team just on offense has so many problems. Like, where do you begin? It just it, even when there's a good play call, it seems like something. Like, wow, that was a really creative play. And then you know, throw it to the tight end. That all looks like it's working. And then the right side of the line breaks down because you know they traded Kevin Zietler Zittler away. Um, you know, just things that were working before, and it's it's just unbelievable how there's just that offensive line is garbage. Right now, they're not playing well. It doesn't even look like they're a cohesive unit, which they're not. They're playing, you know, with strangers next to them, guys they didn't practice with. So, you know, it's not all on Baker. It looks like it. You know, the quarterback always stands out. You guys know that. Yeah. So to the to the Cleveland fan here and to fantasy players for the rest of just this year, Kareem Hunt coming in and, yeah, and now it feels yeah. like maybe media even wants to push OBJ into, you know, complaining and wanting to get more. Um, how, how does this team go forward and how are we going to play it fantasy wise? Like, what are you looking for your second half? Well, I mean, yeah, we'll give it to Madman. Man, I'm just looking for some improvement. I, I mean, it's pretty sad, right? I mean, OBJ, um, he's not getting enough love. Richard Higgins, who is a really good wide receiver, I, does he even still play for the Browns? I mean, I never see him anymore. They, they have Callow, they have Callaway out there, um, you know, more often than Higgins and that, shouldn't be the case um i'm not sure what the reasoning is behind that but i just my i don't know man i just i hope that the offense uh, the coaching staff gets that figured out because there's a lot of potential still that just isn't being revealed you know that's not let loose on well in sundays but a lot of buzz like in what two drink was kind of alluding to with hunt like what's going to happen with hunt and chubb like realistically um um, I'm not worried about Chubb. I mean, I'm not he's either. Such a great running back. They don't even use him like they that should without Hunt being Hunt out there. Can't be flexworthy kind of moving forward. Absolutely. What I'd like to see, if you guys want to know truthfully for fantasy and as a Browns fan, what I'd like to see is both of those running backs out there at the same time. Yeah. Well, I want to see a way for them to get that to happen. But I think it will. To, I mean, to your point, like you've seen small spurts of Dontrell Hill, Hillard, oh Hilliard, and Dearness Johnson. And even putting up like low flex worthy points, like eight to ten at a ceiling. I'm not saying like these are flashy guys, but you have to think that that completely goes away, and Hunt gets a little bit more than both of them combined, right? I, I would expect so. I mean, Hunt's a talented back. He hasn't played in a while, so it might take some time for him to get back acclimated. Who knows? Maybe sure. not. Maybe he gets right in there and starts playing. I mean, he's a heck of a player. He, he's definitely not your average running back when it comes to playing the position. Kid's been playing it since he was in peewee football, and he excelled at every level. Clearly has what it takes to play that position, the vision, um, you know, the the quick cutting ability, you know, to to find the the angles and get 
to the open space. I, he's going to be used. He's going to play. Now, my big thing about the Browns is that they don't use Nick Chubb. It's fine that they pull him out and rest him and, and bring those other guys in. They're capable. But when they do it on critical, like third and fourth down goal line type stuff, when he when they pull him off the field, I don't understand that. He's your best running back. Right. You paid a pretty good equity for him. He, I don't know anybody that's more determined than Nick Chubb. I mean, you see the guy run. He's, he's relentless. I mean, he just there's no quit in him. Even when he's being taken down, he's still trying to run while he's falling. You know, he's just that guy. And you don't pull a player like that out in a, at least not in a critical position. I mean, you know, random third down, okay, I get that. But you know, they they pull him out, and, and it makes no sense to me. Like, keep him on the field all the time. I, hopefully, Hunt gets some love. You know, when when he comes back, because he's certainly a, an added weapon for the Browns. We saw what he did in Kansas City. Um, I'm excited that he's coming back, but I mean, look at all the players they have now, the talent, and they're not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, is Hunt really going to make a difference? I don't expect that. I just, I think you have to be patient with all the Browns um, players. Maybe you're not starting them all in, on fantasy teams. I know I might sit one of them right here and there. I'm starting Chubb. Um, maybe not starting Mayfield. Uh, I'm try- I'm starting Landry I'm, or at least flexing him. I'm trying to get those guys out there, but you're just going to have to be patient. I mean, if you sell these guys now, you're, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose, you know, um, you're not going to win. Yeah. I would like to try to buy Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. I think he's one of the best uh, running backs as far as talent and you know skill in in the league. I really do. So what do I have to add to like a player like oh, uh, Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell? Well, for both of you, yeah. Like oh man, I'm uh-uh. not moving Chubb for Gurley or Bell. You what about both throw of them? In, throw in a year's supply of good beer, and I wouldn't do it. I'm How about Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley? Oh wow. Um, are we talking? I might be able to. I might be able to turn that into something more than yeah, Nick Chubb. I'd have to think about but it. But you, you yeah, take me serious, right? I'd take mm-hmm. you serious with an offer like that. Yeah. Two drink. I took it already. I took it before Mad Men could. Oh, you took Gurley and <laughs> Bell like that. There you go. Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> yeah, man. He took you up on it. Do you think I could get something back with a move like that? Will Will you now? Real talk, like just for value in the industry, not you two drink, like. But do you think I could get Chubb and Hawkinson? Mm. I'm not doing that. Yeah, probably not. Too much now. I mean, my concerns about Bell and Gurley are going to keep me from it. What's that? They'll make you pay up a little bit more than they should for that piece, anyways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, let's be honest about it. <laughs> and and most leagues we play in, we're one and a half to one point seven five tight end premium yep. these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, so but I'm thinking about talking to that owner. Honestly, like this is a move I was thinking about trying to make, and I wanted to find a way to bring it up to you guys but i want to get as much chubb and hawkinson as i can right now because i think hawkinson has had a decent rookie season but people are starting to already get impatient and uh i'm all about buying hawkinson right now i'm all well, about super buying chubb by the for one game so i i get people you know wanting wanting to maybe not be patient on it mm-hmm. it still looks nice in the overall landscape of rookie tight ends but it feels like it's that one big game, and then he had one other game. The rest yeah. has been like yep, he's had almost pretty much zeros, two. Yep. Yeah, I'm not buying, um, you know, Bell or Gurley. Now I would if I needed one of those players for one of my teams. I, I'm not opposed to doing that to keep winning or to to try to win. But I'm not. They're not on my list to go get. And you, you both know why. I mean, absolutely, those two guys. And I, I so I don't want to acquire them. And Depending on how many starters you have, like if you're in a league where you're starting eight or nine instead of you know mm-hmm. ten or eleven, uh, trade Bell and Gurley for Chubb and Hawkins. Yeah, and, you know, and that's try just to it. Like you taking me serious, like yeah. just knowing that, like you see that, and you're like, okay, he's this is a serious offer, even if I don't like it. Just the fact that you think I could toy with that a little bit, like that's a little bit what I'm after. Yeah, it's a serious um, offer. You're going I mean, after Chubb. I don't want to offend him, and I don't want to offer too much. You know. You're not talking to Twitter here where everything's a trend and it's yeah. know, the flavor of the f- day every right. day. I mean, every week it's something else and everybody's jumping on some bandwagon. I mean, it's that's a real offer. Those are two starting running backs, you know, with bumps and bruises and, Could you know, they're not perfect. team depending on your depth. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'd take that seriously for sure. So, to drink, you had a couple on here. Like, I wanted to start with your fulls to Didi. And I don't <laughs> know if you can quite eat crow on that just because of how quick that injury happened. But I can't imagine how you feel well right you're not gonna give us to Didi. um (laughs) what a stack right i I definitely love that coming in and even after Foles went down i still argued with you you know about Didi over dj shark the whole time too so uh yeah the Foles part 
you know, definitely hurts that way. But Didi hasn't shown up either. Um, Gardner with a big old stinker over in London, and then now the bye week. So yeah, those swags. two interceptions. He still had like three hundred yards, mm-hmm. and they lost really bad. Yeah. So, so coming out of the bye week, you think it's still Gardner's team? Um, yes. Foles is starting. I, you think so, so? man? I think it's going to be yeah. Gardner. And that's I don't know. Why I don't know what they're going to do. Trent, but I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, what hurts Gardner more at this point? Like taking the bench and learning behind Foles a little bit more, or and feeling like he's kind of being punished, or and he's lost that job, or continuing to play through this because he's had a decent year. I mean, by all means, I mean, if we're benching Gardner, why aren't we talking about Kyler Murray? Just because he's the number one overall draft pick and he's more exciting, he holds more value just because of the way he's talked about in the offseason, but Gardner still had a better season than him. I, I mean, you I, know what it is. It's Kyler Kyler Murray was, you know, they paid a, a premium for Kyler Murray. They paid top dollar. That's a player. Minshew was, was cheap. I mean, he was not even expected to do, to do anything, really. Um, he had to, and he's doing great. And so they have this guy that they paid for, you know, paid a – a free agent that they brought in that they wanted to play and start for their team. I get it. I I'm fine. I, I love Gardner Minshew. I love stories yeah. like that. Who doesn't want to be that guy? That's like, you know, the underdog and he comes in, he's playing lights out. I mean, everybody loves that kid. But Absolutely. What, so, what are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to do? I, and, I don't even know. And that's just you guys it. are split. Aren't you? One and of the, you thinks Foles and one of you thinks Minshew is going to be the starter, right? Nope. Like, I don't this know. is so I, I want to answer it more honestly now. Okay. Like, because I'm the guy, like, I go to look, I go in our leagues, I find out who has Gardner, I go to make that yeah. offer that I think is a healthy offer, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, man, what if, what if Foles, what if it is Foles? Like, what if I shoot myself in the foot here and I end up having to wait a year or two on Gardner because I'm so confident about this now? So I absolutely have that what if, you know, or, you know, even same with Shark, you know, like, what if this all ends at some point you know it's it, it seems like it's real but you still see the the roller coaster that they've had on yeah, those, for the jags um, yeah yeah so i absolutely am i'm a gardener guy but i don't know if the jags are i want right. it to go that way like in my heart of hearts like i can sit here and tell the world to go get gardener with and sound very confident about it but i can tell you i do not hold that same exact confidence when i'm going to make the trade for gardener to be fair is that well, you're gonna fair? You're, you've got to look at it as if people want to maybe sell him for what a starter would be, even if it's a low end starter, and you can't necessarily expect that's the case. You're thinking maybe the what? Yeah, well, he has a talent to do it. Back. He's not gonna, yeah, he's not gonna start for a while. So you're gonna sit on him. How much do you want to invest in that? I mean, I think he's got the talent that even if he sits and doesn't play again for the Jaguars, um, that someday he's got what it takes to be a starter. I mean, we, we saw less out of Jimmy Garoppolo and, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, players that were that left situations to become successful on other teams. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, um, not to keep talking about the Patriots drafting of quarterbacks, but those two guys didn't even do as much as Gardner has done for the Jags, for the Patriots, went on to do, you know, pretty good things where they're at. They look really good. Uh, there's no, you know, nothing saying Minshew couldn't be the same way. Clearly, he can play football in the NFL. But, but you don't want to pay for a guy you're sitting on your bench for two years or something. So now, two drink being the Foles guy, like, would do you get this certain like similar feeling if you're going after Foles at that point, or like, are you trying to move your Foles shares now in in hopes that the world buys into the fact that he's coming back after this bye week? Or I mean, if I have Foles, I'm I'm keeping them and I'm I'm not yeah. moving them. I don't have any Minshew shares. Um, but. Yeah, I I definitely feel a little uneasy about if I'm trying to acquire Foles, like, you know, kind of like you're saying in that regard. It mm-hmm. it, it still comes down to um, literally dollars and cents, like what is invested in this player. This team is two games out of the division right now. Yeah, yeah. And their next two games coming out of the bye are against division teams. Um, Gardner has had a, a heck of a run. That's a good um, point. I think he's still more prone to turn the ball over than what they feel Nick Foles will do. Yeah, and Foles has played in those big games. He he knows the pressure, obviously. I mean, made it all the way to the Super Bowl and won it for the Eagles. So far, still better than Carson Wentz. But anyway, you know, on top of the fact that they've invested <laughs> that much in Wentz and 
I mean, I'm sorry, in Wentz and Foles. <laughs> they made the right call. Um, but no, uh, despite the fact that they did that, and you know, you, to drink your point stands, that's that's a strong one. Uh, they're probably going to lean on Foles for that you know success he's had in big games and that they paid for him. And Minshew's not going to be a free agent until 2023. So you might be sitting on that guy like we sit on Debbie picks, you know, for another three years. Do, do you think Foles has any trade value in the NFL? When he comes back and is the starter? Sure. Uh, but I mean, why? but you risk him getting injured again and you lose that. His dollar amount is just so high. Like you, if you're trading him away, like there's just so many, only so many teams that can take that on. I feel like. Oh, you mean uh, the Jags trading him away? I thought you yeah. meant fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I totally t- that went right over my head. Yeah. So the Jags. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who would be desperate enough to trade for a high dollar quarterback like that unless their quarterback's done. With this, next, I, I don't think they'll do it anyway. Not this year. At least four guys probably in the first round you know quarterbacks going like it's just a bad year for that you know to kind of hit that way so so you put Foles like in there Foles what kind of a leash does he have yeah i mean that's the thing sure they come out and lose the next two then do you see him go back to Minshew just to see what that kid has and, and get but then are you are you increasing Foles' trade value at that point if that's your plan you know what i mean so probably then, not right so that's what I think I think regardless it's Foles' team now whether he loses it or not is a different story. We've only seen the guy play basic what was it two series in the first game? That's all we've seen yep. so far. This yeah. And Minshew's a quarterback one, just barely. Just ahead of Dak yeah. Prescott and PPR, you know, this season. Uh which is better than Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. So a, a lot of players you mentioned, to be fair, have had their bye weeks. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's true. Baker Mayfield. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying he's he's in good company up there with Kyler Murray, yeah. <laughs> Jameis yep. Winston, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's close to all of them in points, yeah. right behind Tom Brady. I mean, it's nothing to nothing to sneeze at, man. Matt Stafford. I mean, it's been a weird year for quarterbacks. I, my, my biggest thing i think we're haunted by quarterbacks all of us this year this season's mm-hmm. been wacky so many injuries like, yeah and uh and matt stafford who continually gets beat beaten up and oh he's you know overrated and i i never buy into that one of my favorite quarterbacks and that guy's sitting uh pretty in the top five right now of quarterback scoring yeah. so eat and that stafford haters failed to it. mention this i think uh actually on the last show i know it's been a little while since we've been on but uh-huh. Uh, Matt Stafford, the fastest ever to 40,000 passing yards ever. Yeah. So and the haters will tell you it's just Calvin Johnson. And I guess now it's just Marvin Jones. I mean, it's just, it's always like, you know, Matt, Matt Stafford isn't good enough to make, you know, players good. It's he's had his career made for him because they pass a lot and they had Calvin Johnson. I mean, it's just, you know, those are just narratives. And, and they're well, they were supposed to run so much this year, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest passing offenses so far, uh, so, maybe set up by their success of the run. That, and that's one that I definitely, that haunts me is um, when I was going through my Sal Galladay phase and um, <laughs> yeah. I was. You wish you hadn't sold him? Yeah, and I still do have a couple shares, but dude, yeah, I was all about like Sal Galladay for Mike Williams and. Yeah. Um, I'll we tell had you, those conversations, and, man. Where yeah, you, yeah. He, so was, you, he was being purchased so highly, he was being yep. drafted high, and you're like, you know what? I can capitalize on and, this. I, and, I don't I mean, fault you. So that's that. a great example. Like I feel better about Galladay today than Mike Williams. So both those players have disappointed me. Well, it, it doesn't. Galladay's success doesn't disappoint me, but I'm going to eat crow on the fact that I was so down on the situation and a little bit higher on Marvin Jones. And not not higher like dynasty wise, but for the season. Who and Marvin Jones just showed up. Don't get me wrong. And but I I would not I would take Galladay in a heartbeat right now over Mike Williams. And I would I'm happy to sell Mike Williams. Two drink I know is still a little bit of a buyer, but I think he still knows where I'm coming from on this comparison. Sure. No touchdowns like that's crazy so far. But like top eight in the league in air yards like it's it's still happening. So it is. I think and, that ship will, itself and if somebody wants to i don't want to say panic sell mike williams but it's down on him i can get him for a little less i'm I, yeah i will still be a buyer there eating not crow at the holiday price though eating crow on joe mixon i know madman loves that one. Oh man i, I don't i'm not a joe mixon guy i'm actually pissed That's that i decided on the turn to take him in the sfb instead of other players i could have taken 
I, I think that might be the only share of Joe Mixon I have is in the Scott Fishbowl. I took him on the turn. I think I had you know one of the uh, later picks. I have so um, much. So pissed that I did that. I think better days are to come, though. I would buy low. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what that no. price is out there, though. Can't sell I don't know them. about better days this season. Worst Not this season. Really no, I don't think this season, but in the future. I'll give you guys one that's that's haunted me, and it's, you know, I traded for Michael Thomas, and I traded for Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen's not doing the best. He started strong, and he's had some, you know, bad weeks. And the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, there's there's a lot of things going on there. I still think Keenan Allen's good. But, uh, you know, um, another one of those teams where I was trying to get better at a position and get rid of some of my bodies on the bench. Like um, I, I ended up getting rid of, you know, over the course of two seasons in a high stakes contracts league, I got rid of um, Cooper. Well, Tyler Lockett and Cooper cup traded them away. And um, I, you know, I got Lockett at a pretty great price too um, in that league. I traded them both away. And then I turned around and traded away um, Galladay and Godwin, you know, I end up with Thomas and Keenan Allen, and all the all the guys I had on my team that, um, you know, I traded away or now <laughs> all wide receiver ones. And I'm like, what the hell? Apparently, I just need to stick to my process. Um, but you and, still you got know, Mike Thomas, right? I, I got Keenan Mike Thomas Allen. and Keenan and, Allen. Yeah, you know, so that's paying for him. not doing horrible. No, no. And I, I, you know, I have other players, too. I drafted well. I came away with Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson, A.J. Brown, um, uh, our Sega Whiteside, guys like that, that, you know, I can reboot with, you know, going forward. But still, just to look at Godwin and, I mean, Lockett, Godwin, Cup, <laughs> Galladay, and they're all wide receiver ones. And instead of rolling out those four guys, you know, I'm rolling out Thomas, Keenan Allen, and then, you know, Terry McLaurin or, you know, something. I, I think I have another player, too, that I can start. It's not coming to mind here. But, um, yeah, just, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a big trader like, you know, some of the guys on my podcast, the HQ, um, you know, I trade, I trade for need, you know, I trade if I'm interested in a certain player or getting rid of a certain player. Um, but I don't just trade for fun, you know, in a given day or out of fear or, oh, this week I've got to make this move. I don't, I don't operate like that. I'm a little more patient, but stuff like that when I, um, you know, I, I was already sitting on a gold mine and then I try to make the gold mine better by doing a different gold mine. I, that's not me. Like you guys will say, Hey, this player or that player. I'm like, well, which side do I own? I'm just going to keep it. Both. It's so even to me. I, they're both running backs. I'm just going to keep the guy I have. I'm not going to roll the dice and risk it. I just, I like the guy I have. And I feel like I did this in this case, you know, trading away these four guys and getting a couple others, whatever. I like Those, that's Thomas, that and Baker. Though. I mean, I love him. He's yeah. one of those players. I mean, you, you do have to pay up for, and I mean, if you're talking about Galladay as a wide receiver one, I mean, what are you talking there? I don't wide receiver ten. Yeah, uh huh. You yeah. know, so and then what's that like a hundred to two hundred points less than Michael Thomas still? Uh, you know, it's one eighty one to one thirty seven. I think. Oh, is what okay. We're wow. About. Okay, closer than I thought. Fifty points. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, Thomas to me, I got him because. And I've told you guys this. I've never been shy about this. I think he's the best, most complete wide receiver in the NFL. There's nothing he really can't do. Um, I mean, you know, they dink and dunk it to him because that's what they need him to do. But I mean, he literally can do anything that they that you'd want out of a receiver, any position. And he's just, uh, you know, done really well. And I, I saw that continuing with or without Breeze. That was my thing. And I, I, I sought him out as many places as I, as I could. And even people who didn't believe he was one of the best wide receivers just thought about what they were sitting on. And, they're you know reluctant to trade him unless you give them like you know everything you own. Right. Um, I'm going after him like I think he's the best or you know certainly yeah. you know top of the league anyway. Uh, I want Anyways. some Michael Thomas in my life. <laughs> yeah, get him. Yeah, so easy. You have to give up two wide receiver ones. You just said. <laughs> well, it turns out they ended up being that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, yep. Son of a gun. Kind of still like it though. <laughs> Anyone else you want to talk about on here to drink? I mean, you can make fun of my Dolphins real quick if you really wanted to. but oh. And then Presta Williams goes with a knee injury. You know, he's out the rest of the season. So cool. So maybe right it is actually a really decent time. game, too. Right? I feel bad for Preston, man. That's yeah, a, for sure. A good story. He was playing really well. That's that's a shame. Yep. I'm not sure who Fitzpatrick's going to chuck it up to now. <laughs> Kenyon Drink's not even on that team anymore. Nope. Kalen Bellage and Gusecki. <laughs> Gusecki. Because start handing off to him, let him do something. Yeah, he had a pretty decent game this last week. He's been showing up here. I and think, 
I think Gusecki's going to be fine. I mean, you, you can't expect rookie tight ends and, well, you know, Miami players to start off strong. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I just, they, they need to turn that around. I mean, I like and added did, that so. in there. But, I mean, the reality is, um, well, you guys know, if I played quarterback, I'd probably right, be like right. the check down king. I'd probably be, you know, really cerebral about it and control the offense, and I wouldn't be able to throw it 80 yards. But my spirit quarterback is definitely Ryan Fitzpatrick. That, <laughs> I mean, dude, like he doesn't give a shit. Nope. I, I, you know what? We, what I told you guys before, his whole thing goes out there. Oh, you just want me to hand it off, coach, and just run the clock down? Dad, I'm going for the end zone <laughs> again. Oh. It was intercepted. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I got to go for the touchdown. The audibles to Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. That's my spirit quarterback right there. Love it. And then your Albert Wilson love. Dude, that failed you. Yeah. I mean, it made sense before he was super hurt, and then it's all bad. I still don't want any Devontae Parker, but yeah. No your Kenyon Wilson. Drake love proved to be real, just misguided because he played for the Dolphins, and now. He's, you know, seems to have found um, the right location for his talents. This as goes long to as show the other you running backs are stay hurt. Kalen Balaj, they just said it's going to be their three down back. Adults what? do there's, have imaginations. No, but he left. Balaj is not a three down back. I wouldn't even want him out there more than one down. I'm sorry. Francis Fatcher's going to throw it seventy times in the next game. They don't care what happens though. Right. Who else is going to, I mean. I think they're, yeah, tanking for two or whatever quarterback they're after. Yeah. We're going to get Chase Young. Yep. So how That'd about we fly over to Dynasty Football Factory and DraftKings super quick and then come back for some duds versus studs. Chase Young is Let's do it. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. <laughs> so, duds versus studs. <laughs> just going to move on through on that. And uh, <laughs> duds versus studs is where we take a lower-owned percentage player for the week, and we play them up against a higher-owned percentage player. I so, always lose these games. <laughs> week 10, we have quite a few teams on by. So we have Denver Broncos, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, New England Patriots, <laughs> the LOL, the LOL Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. Um, my first pick is is uh, there's a little caveat to it because Jacoby Brissett had a MCL ish sprain, as yeah, as the coach put it, MCL ish sprain. Um, so Jacoby Brissett is fifty per six owned, but if Brian Hoyer plays, currently at zero percent. Either way, I'm taking the Colts quarterback against the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins don't care. We got the one win. I I, the rest I love that you threw somebody up against Kirk Cousins as your stud because I think that's really solid. Like I, I love that. I think that Kirk Cousins should be taken out this week. I hate that you wasted it on somebody like Brian Hoyer. So so you're picking <laughs> Hoyer and you're kind of uh, sitting Cousins. Is that what you said? Correct. So yeah, Cousins is 84% owned. They play at Dallas in the Sunday night. Sunday night game this coming week. Yeah, I will take on Thursday. That's that's a good question. I believe it's the Raiders, the Chargers. I'll look that up while Swax goes. So I wanna. So so the spread, man, man. What happens here is he gets that eighty four percent spread, and if he, if boy, if Hoyer outscores Cousins, he automatically has eighty four points, and then he also gets the point difference of how many above Kirk um, Hoyer would be of Kirk Cousins. So. That eighty-four percent spread right there, like, is huge. So that's part of the strategy. It's a bold win if he gets it, but yeah, I don't know. So, but I'm taking Ryan Tannehill, who plays Kansas City against Aaron Rodgers against the Panthers. 
So That's Tannehill is 18% against Aaron Rodgers, who is 100%. Okay. Off the top of my head, I'm going to take uh, Brandon Allen over Derek Carr. That's that's perfect since uh, Denver oh, no, Denver's on the I meant Kyle Allen. Great pick. I meant Kyle Allen. Take Kyle Allen over Derek Carr. Got it. I'll take anybody over Derek Carr. God damn it, man. Just give me somebody over Derek Carr. I'm just kidding. You got it. So, Derek Carr is 46% owned. Really? That's low. Yep. And the Kyle Allen is 8%. So, there's still, I mean, you have a little spread there. All right. It's not the most exciting unless, one, but. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless me and uh, Swags don't get ours correct, you, you're not winning. But it's this great pick. Just Actually, you, I, I like the picks that you guys made, but, you know, considering that you guys already made your picks and they're on the sheet, and I had to wing mine. I, you know, I don't you're know. Just, you're you're just a, a really good freestyler. Being a procrastinator. Eh, yeah. I'm fine with losing this to you guys. I, It would be cool, though, to see, you know, Alan have a great game and then, um, you know, Derek Carr kind of be miserable on Thursday night. But I didn't realize the ownership is – I never even thought about that. I figured his ownership percentage would be much higher than that. But we so, say 46%? Yes. Oh. And that is on Yahoo. Yeah, the, yeah. the idea here is that kind of to – debunk the idea that you have to go hog wild and draft quarterbacks in a super flex league and that you could get by with some of the cheaper guys sometimes car would actually fit that cheaper guy role but um, yeah you're right i like what you did here still though i mean it's still um could happen you know so it's almost like you're a streaming idea in a one quarterback league taken to super flex and just kind of Winning with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. How yeah. how owned is Rivers? I'm I'm assuming it's greater than Carr. Um, give me a second here. I was just on it. Sixty. Philip Rivers Something. is seventy eight percent. Okay. Plays Oakland so, though, you know. So Philip Rivers is gonna. I don't know. I like that game for Philip Rivers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And I like it. I mean, you know, it's not the sexiest pick. But I almost honestly, wanted to go against Matt Ryan coming out of his bye week mm-hmm. off the injury, but I don't know. You guys are actually really sophisticated with this stuff. <laughs> I could learn some things. I could learn some things from you guys over here at the Super Flexible Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? And we are going to fly over to the Scouting Academy and then get crazy with some trades. I'm gonna go get Chubb. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs, and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for a limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Alright, and now on to these Superflex trades. So, all of these are Dynasty, all of these are Superflex trades. Uh, Too much two drinking. One, what's that? Too much drinking. Well, yeah, this one is mine. These are these are the ones that me and you did recently. <laughs> no! Um, 14 team. Oh, PPR tight so end you premium. say too much drinking, so I guess I'm curious, you know, and obviously to hear how everybody thinks about this. That's the name of my We'll team. let you say it. Oh, is it? So I thought maybe <laughs> I thought maybe you were saying that you felt different after this trade. No, that is the name of my team in this league, I believe. Um, and also what I was doing when I made this trade. Um, so a 2021st and second and a 2021 third were Adam Thielen and Michael Gallup. I'm gonna go to <laughs> Madman first. Um, yeah, Madman is gonna stick with Adam Thielen and Michael Gallup over the 2021st and second. Swags. Oh, and a 2021 third, dude. I I don't even know if I'm gonna be around in 2021. Uh, I'm not even a Thielen guy, but I would. I mean, I was surprised when I saw this trade, especially in, in a 14 team and. Yeah, what was the twenty twenty one third? Like, what broke the camel's back and got you this killer deal? Uh, nope. This is just what I sent out the first time, and 
And that's just, I don't know, that's why I, I just threw a third in there, because I, I don't know if that's why I felt like that was the piece I was going to do, because that's stupid. But yeah. um, the the 2020... It's a mid, probably, right? First is probably between, like, 104 and 107, I would guess, on the you know, on the lighter side of the, in the mid. The second round pick is actually the 201, guaranteed, um, is what it looks like to me. Mm. And then the 2021 yeah, third... it's not too crazy, I guess. And then the 2021 no. third is my actual pick. And that, the um, team so, that yeah, did I the took... steal is not winning anything this year. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I don't have very much wide receiver depth on this team. It's one of the few teams I don't. And felt like this was kind of my push to to get, you know, I'm kind of right on the edge of, like, contending playoff teams. So I, I just really needed a booster. That's a 14 team. I think we start. So you traded for some IDPs. He's on, he's on the players. And Gallup. Yeah, he did the players. And Gallup. Yeah, man. I mean, I. Thielen immediately comes out and pulls a hamstring and. Ah. He, and two drinks a contender. Thielen's been consistent, man, and and Gallup's up. I I can't fault somebody for um, wanting those picks, but I would want more than that for Thielen and uh, you know Gallup for sure. So I think the so, winner in this is Thielen and Gallup. Now, just based to on me, it, it was hard. In a way, like to me, I feel like if if I don't win this year, like great, that first wasn't mine. If I don't win this year, I definitely would have used that first on a quarterback because yeah, this team you need a QB. Desperate need of a of a quarterback and a fourteen team super flex. I'm I'm generally starting one quarterback and Matt you Ryan. You can trade Thielen and Gallup for a quarterback after the season if you don't win. Right. Really? I mean, I'm not kidding. You probably could. No. No, I got you. That's kind of where I was. A lot yeah. of people love Adam Thielen, you know, as the slightly above average, you know, white mm-hmm. receiver. Sorry, did I just say that? Um, that is, that's a lot of people are on the, the Adam worst Thielen. thing you've said this whole show. <laughs> I mean, on, a lot, but that that's true though. What I said, but I shouldn't have said it. Um, a lot of people love, love Adam Thielen, though. I do. I mean, he's like you know, fan favorite. He's he's somebody that people who like will overpay for. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like with Cooper Cup. You could probably like get a per- you could get a guy's whole team. I'll give you Cooper Cup. Oh hell yeah, I love Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably keeping Cup. <laughs> <laughs> My wife heard his name. She's like, "That's the stupidest name." I, I was surprised to see this trade go through though, because I had talked to you about that first, and you told me all of your intentions for it. So uh, it definitely see, changes no. your team a little bit. You got to keep sure. that personal stuff down low, man. I didn't know that. I didn't need to know that. I mean, what? I feel like that's something between you guys. That I just I don't need. This to. was no, no, no. I mean, he he is oh. in this league, and, oh, and, no, and yeah. he and just about everybody else have inquired about up first because it's you know a bottom you know bottom pick or whatever in the in the first round. But yeah, I mean, like I said, so I you, had every intentions of, of pulling a quarterback yeah. with that. But I got to a point where I was like, I, if I'm gonna, I got a chance this year and could get I would those do two. It. I mean, I sent probably. Four, four or five trades out to the bottom of the league. You know what I mean? With these kind of mm. picks involved. Yeah, nice move. Nice move. One or, one or two like players to kind of move forward. And that was the first one that got accepted. Yeah. It was now probably the like my second or third favorite out of it. But just to get it done, sure. it's like, yep. The Are you guys reluctant to it. trade it? Yeah. What now? I get that too. Are you guys reluctant to move your 2020 firsts and seconds because of how great the 2020 class is supposed to be? So, I mean, like, uh, like with that one, yeah, I'm I'm in that spot. Like, if I'm a contending team or on the edge or want to do it and and can exploit the the value of that, especially from a lower team and can pull something like this, then I got no problems, you know, trying to go win it now. I'll get some 2020 first if I want them. You know what I mean? I could trade these guys back and get another one in there or. Or get the piece I want. So yeah. it just depends on the on that team and and where it is in contention cycle for this year on on whether or not because I I have no pro, I have plenty of leagues where I have no picks and I have a few ones that have you know four maybe one that has five firsts you know what I mean just just how it's worked out. So yeah, I like what you did there. And my favorite thing is trading picks away. I mean, you know, there are times to get picks. You know, depending on your status, you know, in the league, your team's mm-hmm. strength, and all that. And I'm not opposed to acquiring picks. You know, I've, I've, I've done that too. My favorite thing is to trade them away. And I don't know, I swear I recall before last rookie draft, everybody was talking about how many running backs were coming out of 2019. Um, maybe not as many and not as good 
as 2020, but just, you know, running back heavy. Jacobs and Montgomery and Sanders and Singletary mm-hmm. and all these guys. And they're just, re- you know, it's going to be such a strong class. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like looking at this year's rookie running back class. And I'm like, meh. Yeah, I honestly don't kind of think been. anything about any of those guys. My guy was Devin Singletary. I thought he could be one, I thought he could become the best pro running back out of all of them. And that was kind of laughed at. But now looking back at what's gone on this season, that isn't such a crazy take because Devin Singletary's done um as much with his playing time, you know, he's out yeah. as these other guys have on a team that has two, three other running backs at times. Um and Frank Gore and, you know, uh, um, you know, a, a, a superstar back in his day. I mean, you know, I mean, he's had some competition, but he's he's looked really, really good at times. And so and then I think about it like, oh, it's just, you know, a bunch of you know no name wide receivers. There's a couple good guys at the top and, you know, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Nikhil Harry. And there's a you know, there's a handful of guys and then there's a bunch of other Jags. And I'm sorry, but like the wide receiver class 2019 is really freaking good. And the running backs are all, half of them are going to be replaced in the next year or two because they're just, you know, average guys themselves in the pros. And so when people talk about the 2020 class being so good, and I I play in Debbie Leagues, I know the names, the guys that are coming out, I get it. Um, There are some really good players. But, you know, people had high hopes for Sony Michelle too. People had high hopes for lots of players that just didn't yet make it big in the NFL. So Adam Thielen has made it big in the NFL and Gallup's doing pretty well for himself. Um, and you're trying to win now. So, you know, and those are not elderly players. Thielen's not getting y- any younger, but Gallup's young. Um, yeah. You know, the, the one that surprises me always recycle that with that team being the non contender was giving up Gallup just because of age and right. Um, yeah, he's young sure. because that team was, I mean, player. completely out of contention. To be fair, that team is like you know what. Still I don't like Gallup is Gallup nice. is probably yeah. Sure, they didn't probably yeah. like him or care about him, right? Yeah, but they value again, the twenty twenty class more. Yeah, I mean two two oh one and a fourteen team or Michael Gallup like during the draft might be hard to do. Like to like I don't I don't know mm-hmm. that I could get that mm-hmm. back. Sure, um, I see what you're saying because it's super young. That's definitely a piece that could be your wide receiver. You know, three and and how we start those teams. You know, moving forward, but I could see. I don't think it was, you know, like egregious off or anything. And you know what? You can get some seconds back uh, pretty easy. You can get the, maybe not the 201, but you can get some second round picks back somehow mm-hmm. after your season. If you win or whatever or don't, and you decide you want to do something else or reboot a little bit, you can get some seconds back. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been pretty successful with drafting in the rookie draft and second rounds. I have like all kinds of players that have come out of the second round that I took flyers on it, even this last past year with McLaurin and um, JJ Sega Whiteside. And, I mean, you know, they haven't done, all of them haven't done things yet, but they were certainly worth second round picks looking back. And um, you could do that kind of thing too, and maybe get another Michael Gallup on top of it just by, mm-hmm. you know, making some slight things. So I, I, I still think you come out, you know, the value certainly is on your side. Just get in feeling in this trade. Yeah. And this year. All right, Swags, you and you pulled one just yesterday. Yeah, this both, this was actually I sent to me. This was sent to me, yeah. And I was kinda of surprised to see it. Super flex. Yep. Yep. So I was given uh Saquon Barkley. I said that for... like in jest because we're on the super flexible <laughs> podcast. I knew you weren't talking one quarterback league, but anyways. Yep. So in um he wanted my Derek Carr, Derek Henry, and the aforementioned Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. And I got Barkley. And man, Good for you. I, I tell you, though, like the, and I even texted to drink on this because my question to him was, man, am I too attached to Terry McLaren? And he's kind of like, I mean, in short, hit accept, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like you how plenty, you got plenty there, of yeah. Terry. Could be a Saquon. Yeah. So, needless to say, I hit accept and got Barkley, man, for Derek you got rid Henry of two, and Carr. You got rid of two players, that I'd Derek love to Carr get rid of. and Derek yep. Henry, that are just frustrating as hell. You to need own. to sell them. Yep. Yeah. And Neither may I be would want to sell next yeah. year. Yeah, it could be. And and then you got, like, arguably the best running back in the league for tossing in Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin, too, but I think that's the right move to make. Yeah. Um, even in Superflex, thinking about the quarterback. But Derek Carr, he's starting for the Raiders now. But man, that's probably not gonna last. Yep. So I mean, uh, yeah, good move. 
Hit accept. Plus, you could always reach out to me for trade offers too, as and the most level headed among the three of us. That was absolutely like flawless. So, like he sent it to me, like it couldn't. I mean, you're just like, what is going on here? Like, is this a drunk trade offer? Almost the more you think about it, you're like, but okay, like I better hit accept before it's gone. I rarely get those offers that are smash accept. I always get the ones that like you guys give me on this show where I have to deliberate within myself. Like, you know, dude, you, you, know, got, like, you got girly and, you got girly and bell today, dude. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I would never. <laughs> I would never give Nick Chubb for those two players. It happened here on Super Flexible Podcast. <laughs> we all heard right it here. That's the name of the show. <laughs> little Too little bit of editing, and yes, you did. <laughs> you can make it sound like anything happened. <laughs> You're <laughs> so stuff. lucky. I'm too lazy to do that, and I want it out quicker. <laughs> That's funny. Man. I, I love talking to you guys. Oh, absolutely. So, man, all right. I'm gonna go Let's try to get going. Chubb. You want to keep going? You got any more trades? Have you had a trade recently? Yeah. Yeah, let's um, hear it. I, I've I've made some trades. Um, Going to come up with one the one of the more worthy uh, superflex trades that I made. Oh, actually, you guys you guys might be pissed about a couple of trades I made in the Debbie League. You probably. guys are probably both going to browbeat me for this. I and I almost I almost did it to myself, man. Um, so it's a it's a best ball league for the entire regular season until the playoffs. And in the playoffs, you know, you set your lineup. But um, essentially, it's just a best ball dynasty league. Um, I'm not doing well. I, I, I won it a couple years ago, two or three years back. I won it. I was in the playoffs a couple years in a row. And this year, you know, the age profile, the age cliff, my team fell off the age cliff. Instead of being at the top of the standings with 1,700 points up there, 1696, 1713. I'm down in the 1139 range, second to last place. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, these are guys I need to move. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I need to move them. They're, they're getting close to their, <laughs> their expiration date and um, their expiration dates. And so I decided to pull some trades. And I don't know if I got enough, but it's tough to trade in this league. And it's Debbie. And, you know, we have a rookie draft. Anyway, this is what I did. Um, the net, uh, two trades. I gave up Tom Brady and A.J. Green um, at the beginning, uh, well, you know, three weeks back. I gave up Brady and A.J. Green. I got Justin Herbert, you know, the Oregon mm-hmm. quarterback. I, you know, he's okay. I, I'm not a big believer. I think he can be a pro quarterback. I got Rondale Moore, wide receiver. And I got a 2020 first-round Debbie pick. So, you know, right okay. in the mix of that first round of Debbie. Um, and I was, you know, f- fine with doing that. Normally that's not me. You know, I'm, I'm usually the opposite. I'm trading those assets for Tom Brady's, you know, and AJ Green's. But anyway, I made that trade. Then I turned around to the same team who's at, you know, up at the top trying to win it. I think for the first time in our history, I gave up LaShawn McCoy and my boy Julio Jones, which I didn't oh, wow. want to do, wow. but looking at my team you get and that? everything. Wow. Yeah, looking at my team, I, I it's, it's moves I had to make to move forward. So um, I, I gained Zamir White, you know, Georgia running back, um, Brian Edwards, um, you know, wide receiver, right? Those two guys are going to be pro players. Um, I got Ronald Jones, <laughs> okay. James Washington, two guys that I think could maybe, you know, pan out. I just had them thrown in as upside plays. I got two... Um, uh, well, I got a 2020 first round Debbie pick again, another one, which would be, you know, probably in the bottom 12, like a, a nine pick, we'll say ninth pick. And then I got a, a second round Debbie pick, which will probably be in the same range around, you know, 209 in the Debbie draft. And then I got a rookie draft pick, which will be a, you know, a top nine rookie draft pick. You know how stuff falls through the cracks, guys. Yep. You maybe get like nine or 10 guys that are worth drafting in the first round. That's so, what I came up with. So I got Zamir White, Brian Edwards, Justin Herbert, and Rondale Moore as Debbie picks. I got two 2020 first round Debbie picks, one 2020 second round Debbie pick, and a first round rookie pick for McC- LaShawn McCoy, Julio Jones, Tom Brady, and AJ Green. Wow, man. Okay, so do you still have your rookie pick or Debbie pick for coming into this next 2020? Yeah, I have draft? all. I have all my picks. So, I mean, in this. theory, it helps you by getting worse 
in a yeah. way that you you might get a well, better I draft. Well, I can't really. Pick. I'm already, dude. I'm already at the You're I'm 11, second to maybe, last but by maybe, trying to win. Yeah, I'm maybe we can. But now, if you try to win, it's going to be harder. Maybe you fall to that 12th spot while you're still trying. You know, it's not like you're tanking, tanking, quote unquote, but. Your team is worse now, whether you like it or not, and you're starting to set up more for the future, which, man, the the piece that might haunt you is Julio. Yeah. I probably could have got more for Julio, but you know what? I tried. I tried with two other teams that wanted him, and the team that I trade traded with was giving me more um, than anyone else. And, you know, I threw McCoy in, but that's what got me the um, the second round Debbie pick, and that got me the first round rookie pick. The other team I was trying to trade with, I wanted two really good Debbie picks, and that team refused to part with both of those guys. Um, and it broke down at the end, but I have three 2020 first round Debbie picks, two 2020 second round Debbie picks, a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round Debbie. Uh, and then I have my own, which is going to be a high rookie pick, and then the one I traded for um, in the first round. So to, you know, where those guys, like I said, that fall through the cracks that aren't on Debbie rosters, you know, that do happen you, to. Do you have a Debbie 101 yeah. in your head today? Like a, a, a what? target? Somebody you think, who is your Debbie 101? Do you know? Um, I don't, I actually don't have that all sorted. I do have, you know, I do have guys that I, that I like. Um, I don't have a 101 yet or, you know, rankings for, for 12. I have, you know, guys that I have like all lumped into, you know a tier of, you know, you can do 12 and 24 and sort of things like that. Um, I do really pretty well in the Debbie draft. Like I'm the guy that comes away with um, Mitchell Trubisky. Nobody's drafting him. And I get him like at the end of like, you know, the Debbie draft. Solid endorsement. I mean, honestly, you know, it didn't work out. He's not doing great, you know, now, but he, he was drafted in the first round to be a franchise quarterback. And I got him late in a Debbie draft. Gotcha. Um, same, same things happen with, you know, uh, um, other players too. I, I came away with a lot of Kareem Hunt. You know, people didn't really think about him. I, I had him in a practically every 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 so, Devi. Yeah. That's hard to say. Every Devi league that I was in. Um, so you know, um, I'm I'm gonna put the three 2020 first round Devi picks and the two uh, seconds to good use. Um, and maybe I hit on all five, and then those rookie picks will help too. And and I know Julio's gonna stop playing so yeah you're no you're the team right that wanted him is trying to win for the first time and you yep. know uh, at least i got something but honestly the other two teams weren't willing to give me as much and i got you know brian edwards and i got um you know zamir white and you know we'll see if those guys pan out but it's all a gamble there, there's no greater you know getting edwards and zamir white is no different than getting it's actually a little better than getting just some random Debbie picks where I get to make for my sure. own choices. Yeah. Those guys are close. You know, some of these guys aren't playing in the league for two, three years. Yeah, these no, I see where your head is year, for sure. You know, two years. So Madman, thanks a ton for coming on. Oh, tell you're everything me off. about okay. you. Yeah, I think right. we got to go. I apologize. We all could right. do this all day. You got like a special episode coming up here. You doing that this week or next week? Episode 100 is what I'm talking about on Dynasty Trades Wednesday. HQ. That's this week. Wednesday, episode 100 for Dynasty Trades HQ with Man, Shaman and that is Michael awesome. Sipes. Yeah, Very we're cool. coming in on uh, December. will be our two-year anniversary as well. Um, loving things over there. We're having a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, check me out at Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, Dynasty Football Factory, uh, currently uh, representing the Dynasty Football Factory and Pros versus Joes on FFPC, where I just happen to be at the top of the standings. Normally, I don't plug for myself, but I mean, there's 72 teams in this. I'm not leading my own division. I'm leading the whole damn thing. Oh, totally boy. got lucky in this best ball contest. But I mean, there are some big names out there, and uh, this is something that I think anybody should brag about when you're competing against the likes of these folks at FFPC. Yeah, um, heck so yeah, man. Awesome. Even the Joes, some of the Joes I found out have won like 150 grand. A couple of these teams I'm competing against um, together, they've won like I've, I've never won that much. I don't know that I've made that much in one year for my job, but um, right. these guys are killing it. Um, yeah, and um, fingers know. crossed. Yep, uh, I edit at Devi Watch, and um, you know, also I want you guys to check out Off the Rails podcast. You two are on there sometimes. Um, we're trying to get that out every couple weeks, uh, certainly every month. It's been hard to do, but at Off the Rails Dino, um, yeah. we have a lot of fun. I know you guys have been on before. Yeah, That's absolutely. Me. Check Dynasty that out. Madman, Mister Two Drink at FL Two Drink Minimum at Superflex Pod at Superflex Trades. Stoked to be back on. At Madman Loves You. Everybody. I'm glad He's you're back. Get the swag. 
Yeah. He's been here the whole time. If you haven't learned my tag name by the end of the show. <laughs> hey, Swags, I wanted to tell you. You need to find a way to get to St. Augustine, Florida between April 4th and April 11th when me and Two Drink will be doing some deep sea fishing and beer drinking. Oh, are you going to go deep sea fishing? Yeah, we're going to do some kind of fishing. You guys Offshore or whatever. Too. Yeah, do it. I want to do, do it, that. It's oh. a party boat. Party boat it up. We drink a bunch. Man, yeah, I'm going to have to look into fish. that. I'd like to do offshore. Come down, Swags. Let's do this. Absolutely. A day of fishing away from the family. No nagging pets. Day drinking. Beer and fish. Day drinking. Two drinking. I'm doing that. Hot damn, got gum on my shoe. Gonna start motherfucking goddamn men too. Let's go. <laughs> See that all right.